Please be seated. Merry Christmas. Let me tell you one thing about me. Every year, for about this time, when you all are probably ready to go home and eat your dinner, I worry every year that I don't know what to say for Christmas Eve. No matter how much time I spend on it and how much I note that we just heard the gospel reading, there's really nothing to say after that. The music speaks for itself, and you've got your dinner waiting. But I think about it, and I worry over it every year. Every year, no matter what I read or watch or play, it feels hard to get down to the thing. What's the thing that we would notice if we encountered this story for the first time this year? I watched a child on Friday at the Advent Friday concert come up to the creche, a toddler, and clearly had never seen it before. And I watched her father explain to her what it was. And don't we all wish, I wish, for that view again, to see it for the very first time. And then what would we notice? What is the real question in front of us this year that this story illuminates for us? What is the momentous start of the year to come? This day when the light of Christ tears through the night sky, or is it that it shines in a night sky, or is it reflected in the night sky, not from the sun or the moon, but reflected from the flesh of a baby born in Bethlehem to a young mother, and we don't know what age father, traveling because the government has declared they must, but who knows what will meet them when they arrive there. They are ordinary, they are vulnerable, they are of the family of David, the one-time king of Israel, now a village on a border, occupied by Rome, occupied today. Bethlehem, where Christmas is practically canceled this night for its Christians because of war. Taking us back to that story and today's story on this day of feasting, what is the thing? What is our open door? Or from what out there do we come in here? What is the light that shines through the Bible to us today? What do we look out at on a night like this with the light of Christ and see anew? I wonder if the thing that we are experiencing this year, the unspeakable things, are actually as new as they are familiar. The voice of a generation raised to hide from guns in school, a generation that is confronted on their phones, the denied violence of our day-to-day -day in our country and abroad, where we have been told it is not, they see it, or where we have been told not to look, unfiltered in our hands for a generation, a generation that has lived with wars for their entire lifetime, and the lives of war and the toll of war on all of our bodies and minds and our souls, and like those old days, the Korea and Vietnam eras, wondered what for, or like the civil rights era, accused of being outsiders or provocateurs, or most cynically, who was profiting from all our conflict and our distress in these days. I wonder if the light that is shining at the end of this year is not just to be cautious about just, though we should, the rise of anti-Semitism or the persistence of Islamophobia, but also in the most profound way, the lie that war makes peace, that violence makes justice, that revenge creates safety. Because the characters in our story today, that young Mary, the carpenter Joseph, the worker shepherds, the innkeeper, and soon enough those mystics from the East, point us to a landscape of struggle and also the cradle of life for millennia. 
While the official recorded history tells us almost nothing of their story, we Christians have remembered this part of the story, this small story, longer than we remember anything of that kind of history. And it is a story of peacemaking, of life-making in the midst of turmoil, of love and faith producing life, of God coming among us, choosing the place of the great clashes of powers to appear not on the battlefield or in the military parade or in the palace of a king, but in a place of travelers and animals, a warm inside, safe from the violent outside, a cultivated place of peace. He grows up to be a storyteller, a feeder of the hungry, and healer of the sick and the distressed. Mary makes a space for this in her heart and body, and yes, a place for hope and a place for peace. Joseph makes a place for a future so far beyond his own imagination, and he carries it and he protects it and returns this night to his family place with it in this time of danger, and the shepherds cannot resist it, but no one probably noticed working people far from where they should be, who have heard the very good news of their salvation and seen a sight of wild angels in the sky. Their redemption is coming, they say, and he is a baby. The wizened ones who have searched for truths in the sky, maybe because their times were like ours and they needed some truths. What they saw around them could not be the only way, must not be the only way, if we are to survive. The wise ones looked up and saw the reflection of the baby and a bright, bright star and began their journey to it tonight. And an innkeeper, or was it just the doorkeeper, in the inn with no more room? Every need of the world had already shown up in this little spot in Bethlehem. There's only so much space, only so much bread, only so much compassion, only so much mental space, only so much emotional space, only so much bad news, only so much need that we can bear. For some reason, he opens that door and cannot muster up the gruff go-away that he might have meant to say and points to where there is some space, an inadequate space, where he knows that others will make some space because they are like us, mere humans on this earth, trying to stay alive and do what they must. They must be counted, must take the drug test, must flee the bombs, must wait in line for that little food or those socks. And look, this one is with child. And he does not call them foolish or irresponsible or not his problem. He offers what he has, and there they go, through an open door to the warmth of all the animals in a manger, and we too go there tonight again. Friends, the thing is that the way of peace is an active place. It is not the absence of war. It will not come from war. It comes from cultivating the things of peace, shelter and food, kindness and learning, compassion, open doors, warm hearts. It is real work, and our children are telling us so clearly we must choose it and not wait for our leaders to choose it on our behalf or someone else. We must insist on it and work for it. So let us leave today recommitted to a year of making peace with the Prince of Peace, not passivity, not to be stepped on or silenced, but a flourishing peace that is good news for shepherds and innkeepers, travelers and families on the roadside, the addicted and the unhoused, the lonely and the hungry and the frightened. And yes, it is just us chickens, you and me, and the magi and the angels and the hope of all creation, Jesus the Christ, who comes this night to us in need. 
that you and I might recall and reclaim and recommit that we too will follow the Prince of Peace and with God nothing is impossible. In fact, peace is ours to carry into this broken world. The most natural thing, the right thing, the thing this year is peace. So may your life in the coming year be overwhelmed with purpose and beauty and hope and blessing and the peace that you are making. Merry Christmas.